0: 10 Takes is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. 10 Takes. It's here. It's happening. It's 10 Takes in just 10 minutes. Playoff edition. Should we just get nuts and get right into it? Should I not even do a little ramp up, a little mental preparation? Should I not just do a psychological crow hop before I go right into the 10? I think I'm doing it right now. So let's go. Take number one. The Bills are alive. The Bills are champions. The Bills are like a modern miracle. Do you understand the Buffalo Bills were 6-6 six and six team who was losing on Monday Night Football while I'm staring catatonic on the Manning cast because they had 12 guys on the field like a bleeping high school team? This season was cooked. There's the very strange, bizarre Sean McDermott story. And you're like, oh my God, they're falling apart. Hell no. If you know, you know. When you have that quarterback and you have that roster, you're always in it. And then they show up in Miami. Man, they're always exciting, aren't they? Sometimes they look like the best team in the league. Sometimes they look like head cases. But they're really exciting to watch. Because Sugar High Josh Allen came to Florida. <laughs> Still loves Sugar High Josh Allen. He doesn't come out as much as he used to. But he was in full chucker mode. Two end zone interceptions in one half. And then when he throws the third one, that gets deflected, you're like, oh, my God, it's going to be picked off in the end zone again. And it was like the greatest toe tap thing ever. Fact is, though, 6-6 and to T-shirts, pretty amazing. Not only, imagine being a Bills fan, imagine being a Bills player. You go from, maybe we can get in a wild card. Early in the day, you find out you're already in because Jacksonville loses, so you're going to the playoffs. That's pretty nice. Then you win the division. Then you find out, oh, who are we playing in our home game? We're playing Pittsburgh, who doesn't have their best player and the best pass rusher in the world and a guy who would probably really give Josh Allen props. T.J. Watt's out. Pittsburgh at home versus Mason Rudolph with no T.J. Watt. That's a big day for Buffalo. Huge day. Meanwhile, Miami gets dispatched to Arrowhead. It's just great. It's set up really well for the Bills. Take number two. I don't think the Eagles are still a franchise. Do they exist? Have they been contracted? Are they gone? I'll tell you this. I do have genuine love for Nick Sirianni. I love that he's fiery. I like all that stuff that some people hate about him. You got to do a little better at this point than losing to the Giants with featuring appearances by Tommy DeVito. (laughs) You got to do a little better than your stock boxing metaphor to explain what's going on with the team. Like I don't like when you're when you get hit in life. When you get hit in football, you got two options: you can stay down, or you can get you can get the f up. And I know this group is fighters, and we know how to get up. Nick, you've been down for six weeks. This isn't like you caught a straight punch and had to take a knee and use the whole count to get up and have the refs wipe your gloves off and re-engage. You're unconscious on the mat. You're face down. The other boxer is standing in the opposite corner up on the turnbuckle, hyping the crowd. And the other boxer who knocked you out is Tommy DeVito and Tyrod Taylor and Kyler Murray. It's terrible. you got to give me something better than it's not the size of the dog in the fight, the fight in the dog. Like, it's not how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get knocked This is awful. If you're going to really force me to do a boxing metaphor, a local one for Philadelphia, right now the Eagles are Balboa versus Clubber Lang the first time. Balboa Lang won where they just ate right hands and were completely psychologically out of it. It's insane what's going on with Philadelphia. The get-right game. They were down 24-0 to the Giants in the get-right game. And you know what's crazy? I still think they're going to beat the Bucs on the road. Take number three. Arthur Smith goes up to Dennis Allen and pretty much gets close to fighting him because it's Dennis Allen. Here's my guys that Arthur Smith wouldn't do that to. I'd like to see if Arthur Smith would have done it to A, Dan Campbell. If that's against the Lions and the Lions had just run in a touchdown, Jamal Williams' old team. Is Arthur Smith really walking up to Dan Campbell and saying, bleep you, who the bleep you are, kiss my bleep? I don't think so. Mike Vrabel, number two, he's definitely not doing it to Vrabel. And number one, Antonio Pierce, head coach of the Raiders. Maybe their indefinite head coach. Not doing it to him either. Dennis Allen, harmless, never said anything of consequence. Small physically, no problem. Go right up to him. You're not doing that to Campbell, Vrabel, or Antonio Pierce. And maybe he is. And if he is, I think they would have fought. I missed Jim Schwartz yesterday. I missed Jim Harbaugh. I wish it would have been one of them because then it would have been insane. Take number four. What am I supposed to say about the Chicago Bears? Is that a take? It's a question, really. It's a rhetorical question. I don't know if you saw it. Maybe you did. Maybe you don't care. I hoot and holler about Justin Fields, and this is the biggest game of his life, and this is the first game he's going to be a Bears legend. He's going to Lambeau. If he could eliminate them, playoff run. He could eliminate the the Justin Fields debate that we're about to have. There is no debate. Oh, there's a debate. It's pretty one-sided, though, and it means get rid of Justin Fields. The Bears came up with nothing in Lambeau, just nothing. They didn't score a damn touchdown in what felt like a really important game for a team that was already eliminated. Cairo Santos, you know who that is? You might have him in fantasy. He was the Bears' best player. He's their kicker, and it was just not only how bad Fields, the offense, the team, everything looked, it was how damn good the Packers looked. And that brings me to take number five. The Packers did it again. They have a franchise quarterback. Again, they were right. It really looks like what I've called the strangest draft pick for years. When you have a first-round pick that you spend on a project quarterback, when your MVP quarterback is sitting there ready, waiting, wanting weapons, you choose that. I've said it the strangest pick of all time. Maybe not. Maybe Brian Gutekunst was right. Jordan Love is playing better than Rodgers was last year. Jordan Love is playing better than Rodgers was in his first year. He is the first Packers quarterback to make the playoffs in his first year as a starter. It's never happened before. In the last eight games, he has 18 touchdowns and one interception. He's never lost to the Bears. It's an unbelievable display of Jordan Love, who I have so much respect and admiration for, who for the last three-plus years has said nothing out of line, nothing to raise eyebrows, and he's had every single person with a Twitter account, a microphone, or a pen, and a pad wanting him to. Jordan Love is impressive as hell. Just impressive as hell. I don't know if they have enough firepower to beat Dallas. We'll talk about that next week after it happens or doesn't. But for now, the Packers keep on going. They always have great quarterbacks, and Jordan Love is one of them. Take number six, I really like the Texans. I like the Texans a lot. I sat there Saturday night, two and a half cocktails in, some delivery food, Washington C.J. Stroud just look like a young sensation. I really like what they have going on. And let's face it. Do you know where the Texans have come from? Let's just remind ourselves what the last few years have been like. I'm told David Cully was a real person and their head coach. I'm told Lovey Smith was their head coach. I still don't believe it happened. J.J. leaves. Deshaun has a strange thing where he's healthy but doesn't play for a whole year. Hop leaves, and this is now rising from the ashes. What looks like a cool, fun, fresh, likable, relatable team with the franchise quarterback already. CJ Stroud looks great. He's fearless. He's accurate. He's smiley. He's positive. His body language is incredible. I like the Texans. I like the Texans a lot. Take number seven. I don't want Bill Belichick to be my head coach moving forward. I'm not saying that as a Patriots fan or as a Patriots player. I'm saying it as somewhere he may go to. There's all this talk about if Bill leaves New England, where will he go? Will he have his choice? There's interest from Washington and they're enamored with him. If you're a fan of the Commanders, or anybody who's going to be looking for a coach. Do you want Bill Belichick? Now, understand this. I can respect what he's done without wanting him to do more of it or try to do more of it for my team. It doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. There's a lot of people, I think, who are loath to criticize Belichick as what he's meant to the league and that he is actually a football icon. I love what he's done. You understand that he hasn't done it a long damn time. And if you hire him as your head coach, Tom Brady's not going to be on the team. And Vince Wilfork and Willie McGinnis and Deion Branch and Teddy Bruschi, those guys aren't on the team. You get Belichick now in 2024 in his 70s. With him, you get his record without Brady. You get his bad draft record. You get whatever's happened to Mac Jones, all that legacy. You want to tell me you're going to draft a quarterback in the first round and have Bill Belichick develop him? I don't know. I'm just not into it. I'm not trying to disrespect Bill Belichick. But we got young, brilliant offensive coaches falling out of trees. Get me a McDaniel, a Lafleur, a McVay, a Taylor. You keep going. Take number eight, Ron Rivera is a great man. I hope he plays a lot of golf with his wonderful wife, Stephanie. I love Ron Rivera. I think everybody in the league does. Not a lot of winning going on for them, though. They had to move on from him. But please... Don't make it the Belichick thing. If the, if the 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 hallmark right now of the commanders is new owner, new future, new everything. You can't go for this old retread head coach from another franchise and hope he's gonna make magic. Choose someone young, offensive, and new, please. Take number nine. My favorite playoff game of the wild card round. You might not believe this. It's Pittsburgh at Buffalo. What a wild time this is going to be. Maybe the two best fan bases in the entire league together in one spot. The Steelers fans will find a way into Buffalo. They always do. Do you know Mason Rudolph has more games this year with a 110 passer rating than Mahomes and Herbert? (laughs) Mason Rudolph. I feel like the only touchdowns he throws are 70 yards long. It's really fun to watch. No TJ is going to be tough, but Bills, Steelers, and Buffalo, my favorite. How about take number 10? Ezekiel Elliott with the take of 2024. It's funny. When I was younger, I always wanted to play a game in the snow. Finally got to play a game in the snow, and I'm like, ah, it's kind of sucks. Zeke, I don't think that's the snow. I think that's the Patriots. I don't think playing in the snow sucks. I think playing for the 2023 Patriots sucks. I had more to say on all these things, but that's the discipline. You must have it. It's delivered special just for you. 2024 Wild card round, impending edition. We'll be back next week. You'll be back next week. I thank you. I love you. That was 10 Takes in 10 minutes. See you next time. 10 Takes is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more iHeartRadio pods, go to the iHeartRadio app, go to Apple, go anywhere you like. It'll be there. You go into your shower feeling tired.